Okay, I'm obsessed with Audible because it lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And with female writers and heroines, celebrity narration, multicast productions, Audible has you covered for every type of excitement that you're looking for, including true crime and mystery. And I know all of you love that too. For example, right now, I'm listening to None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. That's audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. With four daughters and two on a dance team, I can tell you we go through a lot of mascara in my house, but I'm crazy about L'Oreal Paris new Panorama Mascara, which catches every lash for corner to corner for maximum volume. If you're looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank, this is yours. The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. I've been using it for about two weeks now, and I feel like my eye has completely opened up, and the girls are crazy about it too. They've got a tapered brush to catch every lash, one of the best mascara wands that I've ever used. And like I said, this luxe appearance of this gold package you got to get it. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. L'Oreal Paris New Panorama Mascara. You're going to love it. The Amazing Kate Casey. Welcome back to another episode of Reality Life with Kate Casey. Hope that you are having a great week. I was so excited to see that my absolute favorite episode of 48 Hours Mystery was just nominated for an Emmy. I saw this episode in December and it was so good. I cried for so long after I watched it. Troy Roberts, who is one of my most favorite reporters, revisited a story from over two decades ago about what happened to a nine-year-old Russian girl adopted by an American couple whose adopted parents say that she tried to kill her little brother. I love this episode because so often I watch an episode or a movie or come across an article, and I always think back to what happened to that person. And so I love that he revisited it and to find out how much that story meant to him and changed the trajectory of his own life. So here's the backstory. In 1997, Crystal and Jesse were a young married couple, and they were eager to start their own family. And after years of trying to have a child of their own, they decided to take the adoption route. They came across a Russian adoption agency's website and they saw a photo of a nine-year-old little girl. And because she was an older child, they thought it would be an easier transition for them. So they moved forward on the adoption process. So when they received the child's medical records from the adoption agency, the documents described her as outgoing and intelligent. But there was one thing that stuck out. It did say that she was oligraphenic, which is translated as mental retardation. The agency said it was a developmental delay and they were assured that this child was healthy and that in a good home and with the best doctors in America, helping her with the developmental issues that she should be fine. So in July of 1997, Crystal and Jesse traveled to the Russian orphanage in this very small town where they were finally united with their new daughter, whom they now called Carolee. The couple also adopted a three-year-old little boy that they named Joshua. So as the adoption was finalized, Crystal and Jesse noticed certain things about Carolee's behavior. They said in the U.S. she started acting withdrawn and angry. Crystal quits her job in an effort to spend more time with Carolee, but things continued to get worse. 
The day after Christmas in 1998, when Crystal says the unthinkable happened. So Carolee and Joshua were were playing in the backyard while Crystal was planting, and she suddenly heard her four-year-old son screaming. And when she looked over, Crystal told 48 Hours um, that she saw Carolee holding Joshua over the railing of a 30-foot high deck. She says that her face, there was anger and hate, and she demanded that Carolee put her brother down and asked what she was doing. And she claims that the little girl said, I'm going to kill him. And she asked why, and she said, I'm mad at him. And then she said that she she said to her, you don't mean to kill him, and that the little girl said, yes, I do. So they claim that she also told her parents that she was hearing voices and hallucinating, So the couple admits her to a psychiatric hospital and spent the following months in therapeutic care. With their daughter in treatment, they said they received more of those documents and that those documents claimed that the birth mother was amoral and antisocial and how her birth mother left her dirty, hungry, and in rags. And during her time at the Russian orphanage, that she was at a special dorm for children with mental disabilities. They say that this was all critical information that the adoption agency failed to share with them beforehand. So Nina Costina, who helped arrange Carolee's adoption in 1997, she's interviewed and she denies hiding any information from Crystal and Jesse and explained that the medical information she received was limited by Russian privacy laws. However, she says, once the parents were in the orphanage, they had access to any of the medical records and to the doctors and that that was their time to ask any questions. So after four months away in therapeutic care, Crystal and Jesse had to bring Carolee home after the insurance started to run out. But the couple still believed that their daughter was in danger to the little brother named Joshua. So she had repeated for months and on multiple occasions, according to this couple, that if I ever get a chance, I'm going to kill him, as in her little brother. So for his safety, they installed security cameras throughout the house. They put an alarm on her bedroom door She was prescribed heavy medications that they claim weren't working. And even with the security cameras in the house, they said that they were still worried for Joshua. So they decided to send him 600 miles away to live at his grandmother's house in Texas. Why do we have to send him to grandma's house to keep him safe? Crystal claims, Carolee asked, and she says that the girl said, because I may hurt him. So they bring in one of the psychiatrists who saw Carolee. He explained how she suffered from attachment disorder, which in effect is an inability to love. She loves to smile and laugh, he said at the time, but I think that when you look at what she's been through and when you see how she functions under stress, she can become very different and have significant rage. And other doctors who treated her had concerns of their own. But one psychiatrist had another opinion. After treating her during the stay at the psychiatric hospital, he said... Carolee's behavior was impeccable and that his staff perceived Crystal and Jesse as too often cool and distant towards their daughter. So then there's that question of, is this couple seeing things correctly? What is really happening? By the winter of 1999, almost a year after this incident on the deck, Crystal and Jesse felt like they had run out of options and had to make a difficult decision. We cannot continue to be her parents, they said, and they tapped into their life savings and decided to bring her back to Russia so that she could be treated at a psychiatric hospital there. So after they arrive in Moscow, they arranged for her to stay at a children's psychiatric hospital, but right before she went in, 
Carol Lee told Troy Roberts at the time, because he is with this couple as they bring their child back to Russia. Carol Lee tells Troy something she had never said before. I did not try to kill my brother. I just tried to pick him up because he was too heavy and I love him. (sighs) Mommy and daddy just don't understand it. So I want you to imagine you're Troy Roberts and this little girl says this to you and you've traveled all the way to Russia and you know that this family is bringing her back and they're probably never going to return. And what do you do with this information? So he had been wrestling with this for 20 years. So as I mentioned, they never came back. They thought it was better for her to stay there. She wanted to go back to America and Crystal and Jesse never went back together. After they left, the couple annulled the adoption in early 2000. So he thinks about her for 20 years. And in the summer of 2021, he was reunited with the person he knew as Carol Lee. She's now 33 years old. She calls herself Sabrina. She's married, has four children. The two met near her home in North Carolina. You can imagine how emotional that is. 20 years goes by. And he sits down with her and he finds out what happened. And she says, when she was living with Crystal and Jesse, it felt like they favored Joshua over her, which made her feel unwanted. And she told him that she became depressed and even suicidal. And that's when she said she created this story. I told Crystal, you know, I'm seeing and hearing things because I want it out. So she had a different version of what happened on that deck on that day in 1998. She says that when Crystal asked her to go and get Joshua, that she struggled to carry her brother down the stairs because he was too big and sliding out of her hands. So Sabrina said she tried to explain this to Crystal and she was saying, no, no, you were trying to kill him. And she kept saying, I finally go, yeah, I tried to kill him. So after she meets with various psychiatrists, Sabrina recalls learning that she was going back to Russia. Crystal said that they were running out of options and they think the Russian Institute will be better. And after Crystal and Jesse left her at the hospital in Moscow, she said she knew they weren't coming back for her and she felt like she was in jail, but in some ways she felt like she put herself there, like she had caused it. So she spent two months in the mental hospital until Nina, who I mentioned was the adoption agency representative, she picked her up and she brought her back to the U.S., In 2002, she was adopted by a new family in North Carolina. She lived there until shortly after she graduated from high school. In 2008, she volunteered for the nonprofit Mercy Ships. She spent two years providing medical care to underprivileged people in Africa. She returned to North Carolina in 2010. She finds a job at a hospital. Two years later, she meets a fifth grade teacher, falls in love with him. They get married, and then they go on to have four children. And now they both work at the same hospital. She says she's not on any medication and that she doesn't suffer from mental illness. So now you're wrestling with what in the world happened to have these, the sequence of events happen. She also said that she loved Crystal and Jesse when she was a child, that she still has high respect for them and putting herself in their shoes, she probably would have done the same thing except for one thing. She says she would not have taken a child back. Even so, she has no hard feelings toward the couple because she feels like she has an amazing life and if she didn't go through what she did, she would not have the family that she has now. Okay, yeah, I'm crying at this point. So then it gets even crazier because Troy explains, like, I've kept tracking my mind for like what happened to this little girl and he was unable to find out what happened to her. So that last summer that that she reached out to him, um, Sabrina said in that interview, she says that that amazing journey 
was meaningful for her, but he also said it was meaningful for him as well because it locked into his mind that he wanted to have a family of his own. So he started saying to himself, maybe one day I can rescue an older child too. And so he did. Four years after he left that Russian hospital ward, he became certified to adopt and later learned about a woman in Djibouti, Africa, who was hoping to find an American to adopt her four-year-old son whose safety she had feared for because he was mixed race. So today, that boy is Jonah Gray Roberts. He's 23. And then he and Troy, his father, tell their extraordinary story about how they met each other and how he became adopted. It is such an emotional episode. And again, I just think about all those journalists who do these incredible stories and how something stays with you and how one interview could change the course of your life. And in this case, it did so. So you've got to watch that episode. It's called, what is it called? It's What Happened to the Perfect Child. And you can watch that on Paramount Plus or On Demand. In this episode, I cover Love Island again. You guys, it is a must watch during the summer. It's almost on every night. It involves a group of contestants. They're referred to as Islanders. They live in isolation from the outside world in a villa, constantly under video surveillance. So to survive in this villa, the Islanders must be coupled with another Islander, whether it be for love, friendship, or survival. And the overall winning couple is going to receive $100,000. So this is a game of coupling up. They make terrible romantic decisions. They're living in this beautiful home in Santa Barbara during the duration decorated in like neon colors. You just have to watch it. So in this episode, I interviewed ITV president and executive producer, Simon Thomas. God, this guy is a great job. He talked to me about the making of the show. And then I interviewed Tyler, who was recently dumped on the show to ask him how he was cast and all the questions that you want to know as you watch, like how much access do they have to a phone? Can they call outsiders? How long are they filming? All of those things. So Sit tight. This is a great one. Here we go. I know everybody right now is on a health kick, and that's why I want to tell you about Roe Body Program. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. It could be you too. Roe Body Program members have support throughout the process. Roe's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to the provider on demand for any questions. And you can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. And this means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.com slash KKC. Sign up today and you're going to pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash KKC. With DoorDash, there's something for everyone. You need a birthday gift? Check. Need to stock up on meals, sides, and drinks that your family loves? Also check. Pet ran out of food again? They've got it. Wellness essentials need a restock? It's a good thing they've got those too. The DoorDash app allows you to customize, substitute, schedule, and track your orders, as well as communicate with your shopper while receiving real-time updates. This has been a huge game changer for myself and for our family. Millions of people trust DoorDash for groceries, pet supplies, gifts, well-being, and more, and you should too. 
Shop with DoorDash and enjoy big savings. Use code Kate Casey to get 50% off up to $10 value on $15 minimum subtotal on your next convenience, grocery or retail order. For eligible users only, terms apply. Simon Thomas is president of ITV Entertainment and ITV America's head of international program. He's worked on some of the biggest successes in Unscripted, steering shows in the U.S. and abroad, and navigating international IP domestically. In other words, he's an unscripted wizard. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. You have the most ridiculous, amazing job. Do you high-five a wall every day? It, it Look... I gotta tell you, I am a bit of a reality TV fan and tragic. So yes, I mean, <laughs> you, know, you you meet people in telly who don't like what they do, and that's just not me, right? Like, I just yeah. really, really enjoy the shows that we make. Ugh, they're so good. Okay, and I have to ask you. I know that you've worked on the UK version of Love Island. So the real first question I have is, what makes you what makes you feel like the USA version is it is its own unique island? Yeah, sure. Look, I the thing about the US version is the people, right? Like, I think ultimately there are some fairly base level cultural differences between yeah. people who make up the UK Islanders and the US Islanders. And we we give the analogy that like, if you're talking culturally, right? Like, if I'm an English person and I walk into a pub and I order a beer and I watch the soccer, I feel one way, right? And if an American and I walk into a sports bar and I order a beer and I watch the football, I, I, I feel the same way. But the way that we got there is different, right? Yeah. And I think that's the way we approach Love Island, which is that you want the feeling to be the same. You want to watch the show and go, I feel the same things as somebody at home in England watching UK Love Island, but you've got different ingredients. Um, so, so, yeah. And look, just as a point of clarification, I worked on the UK version of Love Island when it was a different version of the show back in 2006 called Celebrity Love Island. And it's kind of amazing to have come around mm-hmm. this full circle, to have gone from like, you know, very junior level position back then working on this show before it was like what it is now, yeah. to now coming back around to doing this for the last four years. So it's been a, a wild ride. Do you think that the UK contestants are more chatty? They enjoy the banter more than the Americans. I think that, I think it's twofold, right? I think that um, banter is just a part of courtship in the UK that perhaps it is here in the States. I I never dated here uh, as a 20-something, so maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I think that kind of banter and that sort of like slight, you know, having a go at each other is just part of dating, right, in the UK. So it's sort of amplified on Love Island. And I also think that like American TV is is very, like American reality TV has been classically very um, strategic. Like if you look at Big Brother compared to here, compared to other territories, right? Big Brother here is much more strategic. And so when the Islanders arrive, some of them come in the mode of just talking about this is my this is about my couple, this is about my relationship, this is about my connection, mm-hmm. and they forget to forget, right? So our job is to create an environment around them where they can forget. And then you have episodes that come along. I think last night's episode was a really good example, actually, where they start to just chat, right? Yeah. And like the games are more playful, and it's and it's just they start to slip into that same mode as the, the UK. So. I have so many questions and I know I can run through these with like a lightning bolt and you'll go with me. Okay, how 
do you specifically cast for Love Island USA? What are you looking for for a contestant on Love Island USA? Look, I got to tell you, the way that we cast Love Island USA is that we just, we meet so many people, Yeah. right? Like I think, I think we are looking for people who are not just hot, right? Like, of course, they've got to be of a certain look and, you know, feel and all that sort of jazz, but that's not the be all and end all by any means, right? And I think that if you look at the UK show classically, like they have a gamut of looks that gets you to a gamut of personalities. So we, we definitely target that. We definitely target people who can chat, right? Like that is mm-hmm. that is number one thing on the list. And sometimes you'll find that you're having these conversations with potential Islanders and you're trying to get that banter going, right? And sometimes you'll find that there's an Islander who's like, picking somebody in the back of the room, not talking to you, right, trying to appeal for the job, but actually pick someone in the back of the room and makes a joke. And you're like, well, yeah. that, that's that person. You know what I mean? Like we're looking for that person. So that's sort of the, the number one sort of qualifier is that chat. But ultimately, like we just meet so many people. I think the other thing about Love Island is that it's, it's designed to be like the anti-dating show. Like even though it has... Yeah all the components of a great dating show and a great soap, right? All those things are genuinely in there. Like the tone that we take with the show can also sort of make fun of those things, right? So sometimes the people, like we, we obviously take in all applications and we look for them, but sometimes the best characters don't even think to apply for a reality show, right? So we go out there and look for those people in the wilderness as well and, and try and find people who wouldn't classically walk onto a TV show. I love that. I love that. Okay. Is being on a, a, a streaming network so gratifying because you have so, so much more freedom? I mean, the show looks totally different than last season. And I'm assuming it's been so much fun to have that freedom. Yes, absolutely. In fact, you know, it's funny because we now have to have conversations that are like, well, what, what are our sensibilities rather than what are we allowed to do? You know what yeah. I mean? So like when you've got complete freedom... You're like, okay, so what is the tone of the show? You know what I mean? What are we if we're not put on guardrails? And it, it feels great. Like I think Peacock's been a fantastic partner. Um, and and working out what the show is with them has been one of the real joys of this season. Is this being filmed in a suburban neighborhood? Um <laughs> I wouldn't call it suburban. It's like it's on the coast, it's sort of a property that's massive. You know, I think it was a, 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 well, it definitely was a ranch at some point. I think it was an avocado farm. I might be making that up. But basically, it's like right on the coast. It's it's not a suburban neighborhood. So it's sort of quite isolated. And for the okay. islanders, I think that helps, right? Like you're in this environment where you just feel like you're away from the rest of the world. And when they go and do the games and challenges, you know, they're going down to the beach and that's like a secluded beach. There's not just generally people walking around, right? Like, the dates that occur aren't in the general population. They are very much in their own bubble. So that, I think, really, really helps. Good, because I was picturing kids, you know, getting ready for the school bus, and it's like a Love Islander walks by with, like, wedge heels and, like, a thong bikini. So that cracks me up. Okay. Yeah, that, that's more likely to happen. Like, the number one conversation <laughs> I have among people in the crew is they'll be like, their kids know that we're working all these hours to make this show, and then they'll be like, oh, I really want to really watch Love Island. And then they watch five minutes of it. And it's like, oh no, no, you're you're definitely not watching anymore. Love exactly. Island. This is not this is not for you. <laughs> Do you guys laugh when they say, "I'm 24 and I've done everything to find love, and this is my last resort"? 
Yes, 100%. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll say that at 30, I'd still be laughing, right? Like, yes, I think, yes. I think sometimes these contestants uh, and, and Islanders, you know, they bless them. Look, I think this is one of those things that, that comes through with the show, which is, yes, they are classically good looking and everyone thinks, well, they have no problems in the world and so how, how could they feel this way? And the truth of the matter is, is that they're just kind of like everyone else and mm. they have all the same insecurities and sort of self-reflections that we all do. And when you put them in a group of like-minded people like them, it's basically the same as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And so they are feeling insecure at 24 that they haven't found love, you know, which is a perfectly normal thing to do, even if it is a little premature. And their outfits. I'm just like, the bravery, the courage. It's really astounding. I'm, do you feel like they're the most confident yet insecure, insecure group of people you've ever met? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I, think, I, think, I think they are on trend, right? Maybe. So, like, I think their yeah. confidence comes from being on trend. And so when they select swimwear, they're just going for it. And some of them make more bold choices or, or whatever. <laughs> but I also think that their insecurities stem from the inside, right? And I right. think, again, that just shows what normal people they are. It's like you could be the most glamorous-looking person in the world. You could ha- be the guy with, like, the biceps and the six-pack. But ultimately, that's not what confidence is. That's, like, body confidence. It's one type of confidence, right? But, yeah. like, who we are as people is much more like, – we're much more vulnerable as, like, personality types, Right. And that doesn't change. You can't go to the gym and, like, make sure that your personality is, like, buff. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that's where that insecurity comes from. But by the same token, you know, I think it's, like, it's layered. Like, these guys are confident enough to go into a room and, like, own the room, but vulnerable enough that they are going to doubt their choices and sort of question, you know, whether they're making the right connections. Yeah, sometimes the person that walks in who's the most confident about their body is the least confident when it comes to opening themselves up. They're like crying in a corner about some guy that just showed up five minutes ago. So absolutely agree with you. Uh, Where's Sarah? We saw her in the first episode. She's disappeared. Is she watching in the bushes like I would? <laughs> well, she's, she was actually, she was on, on set. She was in the villa last night. So, so stay tuned for oh, good. that. Um, look, I think it's just a classic Love Island formatty thing, right? Which is that I think I think you know in the UK, Laura, maybe she was there once between launch and Casa Moore in in the UK last year. Like the 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 great thing about the show is that there is no set locked format, right? Like Tuesday night Very every cool. week is not Tuesday night every week, and so we follow the story and we follow the connections. And if that means we're going to have a recoupling or a dumping or put it to the vote. It's going to be motivated by what's happening in the villa. Uh, And it's sort of the same with Sarah's appearances, you know, in the sense that we love her and she is fantastic, like just an absolute joy to have on set and and really bring something to the show. Um, But sometimes the Islanders can just have a recoupling and, again, stay in that bubble, right? mm -hmm. And then when she does rock up, it just inches up the tension even more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think she is watching every episode, right? Like... She's she's the number one person to be like, uh, have I got the episode yet? Can I watch this now? Um, you know what I mean? So that's, she's she's invested, but present on occasion. Are they allowed back in the bedroom after they wake up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. It's a functional house, right? So, mm-hmm. like, basically, the, the truth is, is that 
if you were given a summer vacation, you would get up and you would go outside. Now, that's not to say that some people over the history of Love Island haven't disappeared back to the bedroom during the daytime. Aye, aye, aye. I think okay. that's where our sense and practices might sort of, that's our cap. Um, I think the only, the, the one place they only spend more than outside is probably in the getting ready rooms, right? Because like they get up in the morning and then they get ready to go outside and hang out. And then they go back and get ready for the evening to go outside and hang out. So there is a lot of getting ready that happens. And that's why you get that wonderful moment like um, like the movie Grease, right? Boys and girls talking because the girls go to their ready <laughs> yes. room to get ready. The boys go to the bedroom yes. to get ready. And they talk about what's just happened over the last four hours or whatever. So, yeah, they, they can, they, they've got free reign. Does the crew ever feel uncomfortable while they're filming and someone's really making out? Because we're watching going, oh, my God, this poor crew. Do you feel uh, that way? Ah, I, I, Look, this is what I would say. I, I, maybe I have lily white sensibilities. I'm clutching my pearls. But I have, been, <laughs> I have been on site, and it's been late at night, and there have been uh, a couple of islanders who have been enjoying each other's company, shall we say. Sure. And <laughs> you will see it, and you go, oh, oh I, um, I don't, oh, I've got to, I'm just going to go do something else. I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee. Because you don't want to see that, right? And the cameras have yeah. a tendency to switch away when it gets a little too intimate because it's not really for us, right? Like we're not yeah. that early 2000s TV show right. where we're going to show a lot, right? Like you see them, they go to bed, they make out under the covers, that's fine. And that's about the limit of like my personal sensibilities where I'm like, okay, let's let's change right. the channel. Let's, let's walk away. No, we're the same. Okay. Um, this is what I think is brilliant, that you did an episode of Unseen Footage. I think that's better than live feeds because live feeds, somebody could just be watching someone eat a bagel for 45 minutes. Thank you for the Unseen Footage. We're... Are we going for future episodes? Will we have a bit of the families come in? Could we have maybe one of their ex-girlfriends provide some commentary on why that person's a horrible person to date? Like, what do we have to look forward to? Casa Moore is just the best part of the show because it gives everyone an opportunity to make some bad choices if they so wish, right? So good. Completely at their discretion and how they deal with it and how the repercussions play out, right? So like Caster is going to be supersized this year. There's going to be extra Caster content and I think that's going to be really fun. In terms of casting twists and tricks and people coming and going, we have some things up our sleeve. Um, Oh, good. And I'm not just not saying that because I don't want to give spoilers. I'm also saying it because we... Ben Thursby, who's been an EP on the show since season one in the, in the States, he talks about it like you're, you're seeing the pantry. When you go into when you go into Love Island at the start of the season, you put all the different things in the pantry that you might want to do. It's like going on, on vacation, you buy some stuff at the groceries, you're going to cook some meals over the run, right? Maybe you don't get to one of the meals. This is the way we, we do it. We, we have different tricks and tips and things up our sleeves because – Maybe the story goes one way, and so it makes sense to bring a particular islander in here, you know, an ex or something, or maybe the story goes that way and we're going to do something different. Are you just going to, like, guzzle a trophy filled with champagne at the end of this thing? No, everyone sleeps at the end of this thing. That's what they do. Oh. Everyone goes, goes and, and goes, yes, I'm going to go stay in my bed for 12 hours. Um, oh. It's just, it, it is fly by the seat of your pants television, right? Because... For example, they were shooting at 2 o'clock this morning. After this interview, I'm going to go watch the episode that they've cut from what they shot at 2 o'clock in the morning, and then everyone's going to enjoy it, right? Like, 
it it just turns around so fast that it never stops. Yes. And that's what makes the show so good because mm-hmm. as an audience member, this is not something that sat in an edit bay for six months being crafted to give you a storyline that arcs in a particular way that you feel right. a certain way. It's like, well, we don't know where it's going. So on Tuesday, if, you know, Zeta had a, a great date with somebody when we use that in the show and that's fantastic, like we don't know if they're, they're going to break up or if they're going to win the show. We have no idea. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're playing it day by day, which means that not much sleep happens. Uh, it's almost like you're watching people on a vacation. You're a, you, you have a voyeuristic view into a group of friends on vacation together. And that's why I love it. My last question is, and you have to answer it, be honest. Who's, sure. your, fa- who's your favorite? Oh, I would, you can't you can't do that. You may as well ask me. I would be more likely to answer which of my kids is my favorite kid than I am to answer this. What? I I don't think I have a favorite. I mean, the thing the thing is is that like one of the wonderful things about Love Island is that you don't necessarily get singular stars, right? Like it's like True. this person is the star of the show, and it's the such and such show. It's like okay, so this person's going through trials and tribulations this week, and that's my favorite. And then you watch, like, I, you know, watching the Sunday night show and they were they were playing a game where they had to get to know each other. And one of the Islanders was just talking about, you know, the different kind of questions that she would ask a, a potential partner. And I was like, I was floored by the sort of left brain thinking that went into it. And so I love her, right? Like, I think, I think the truth is, is that we do zig and zag because they are just wonderful. And I think... That feeling of a summer vacation, which you just said, is exactly the thing that, like, yeah. you want to get that feeling at the end of the day, like your best twenty-four-year-old summer vacation fantasy being lived out vicariously yes. through these people. Absolutely, but Zeta's my favorite, so I said it. <laughs> well, you are absolutely entitled to that. She's been a absolute wonderful Islander. Tell everybody where they can watch all these great episodes. Absolutely. So uh, grab Peacock uh, on whatever platform you use to watch your streaming services. It's on six nights a week. So it is a summertime obsession. Um, You're going to want to watch every night because we have votes and interaction. We've got the app and everything that's going on at the same time. So Tuesdays through Saturdays on Peacock, go grab it. It's it's just the best fun you're going to have this summer. Simon, you have the greatest job. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I look. I, frankly, I've been looking through some of your uh, podcasts and the people you get to chat to. I, I think you could um, challenge for that title. Maybe. Good point. Good point. Thank you a million times. Thank you. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time for you to get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's gas, groceries, or dinner with friends, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit discover bank member FDIC. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tyler Rejashevsky is currently studying to earn a PhD in occupational therapy, doctorate from the George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences. He also happens to have just been dumped on season four of Love Island USA, and he's come to me to talk about it. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Here's my question. You're 23. You look like you could be on the cover of a romance novel. What made you join Love Island? You're pursuing a doctorate and you're only 23 years old. What made you sign up for the show? Um, honestly, you know, I didn't even apply for it or anything. I kind of just got a DM one I night. I believe it. I believe it. And that's what was crazy too, is I don't really, like I wasn't really posting anything on Instagram. Didn't have a ton of followers. You know, I'm just a 23-year-old from Ohio. So, you know, I thought it was fake. Um, then I started looking it up and it was legit. And I was like, you know what? It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like this is the first summer I really haven't had to do anything school related because I just graduated this last December. Yeah. So I was like, everything matched up and I was like, let's just take an awesome opportunity and run with it. But that just shows me the beauty of this casting. They really are getting people that are plucked from obscurity because a lot of shows, you can just tell that someone is an actor. They really want to break into the business. You really have had a full life in Ohio, played football, and you're studying to get your PhD. I think it's great casting. Did it feel like you were in a like swimming in a completely different ocean because this is so outside your normal day life? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, like, it still hasn't completely set in, like, what just happened. Like, it's a completely like, life-changing, like, scenario that I just went on. Like, it's been the biggest blessing. I have nothing but good things to say about it. Oh, good. At first, you connected with Deb Chubb and Val Bragg, and then you moved on to Serenity Springs. Are these names for real? Deb Chubb, Val Bragg, and Serenity Springs. Like these names are so hilarious. They're, they're real. They have awesome names. And like it, their names match their personalities too. Like they're just overall just like the best people. So when you walk in, the girls lost their minds. Was there one one woman that you just thought, I can't take my eyes off of her? Um, I, I mean, they were all like extremely good looking. So I kind of just like had my pick of the litter. Like, who did I want to look at for the next five seconds? You know, it was always um, just always easy on the eyes, the girls. I don't know if necessarily there was one that just like drew my attention straight off of looks right away. Because like I said, they all were extremely good looking. But um, yeah, I definitely, definitely uh, were some good sights to see walking in there. So you've said you regretted not having intimate conversations with Serenity before your departure. Did mm -hmm. it feel like a lot of pressure to connect with someone while you're there? It just seems like it's a short period of time and you want to open yourself up, but there are several different women that you're interested in and you know that the, the clock's ticking. 
I, I kind of went in there with like, I didn't want to put any added pressure on myself. I wanted to stay genuinely like who I am. So it, it did take some getting used to like trying to form all of these new relationships and see kind of what, um, like I mesh with the best or where I feel the most comfortable and everything. So I didn't really think of it as like a pressure situation. It was more of just, you know, go with your gut, go with what feels right and everything, like have all the conversations. Um, and that was, that was just my biggest thing is, um, cause I didn't want to leave the villa, like thinking, Oh, what if I would have had like a conversation with so-and-so Yeah, that's why I don't have any regrets in the villa. Like my only regret is not being able to talk to Serenity for longer when I left. And that was just because like, I found out I was leaving. Like, Okay. Well, here's a, a speed round of questions for you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you text each other with the phones just for fun? No. What are the hours that you're actually filming? Um, honestly, we don't really know. We don't have the time. We don't. Yeah, because you just lose sense of it. Oh wow. Um, how much can you drink? Um, we get one glass of wine. Just one. Okay. How much free time do you get? Um, like I said, like we don't really know the time. So, like, <laughs> fifteen minutes could be like an hour. Fifteen minutes could be two minutes. So. Um, it's, it's, it is, it's a relaxing environment. Like we're having those conversations and everything. Um, and I think a lot of us go in with that mindset of just, you know, pretend there aren't cameras, like act like this is your everyday life. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of just, like I said, like a more chill, relaxed environment. There is like, we have to do challenges and everything. Um, but a lot of it's just, you know, go with the flow. It's, so you've been like studying for years. Did you take that time to just go, I do not want to pick another book up. I just want to relax. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. Do you go to the confessionals on your own accord or is there like a set procedure to it? Like, could you just go, that person's pissing me off. I want to go talk about it. Uh Yeah, we, we can if uh, like something's on our mind, but then sometimes... Um, like we'll go up there or get called up there to talk about certain situations that were happening and stuff. Is anybody getting a spray tan? I I don't believe anybody was getting a spray tan because like in uh, in Cali, it was like 75 and sunny every single day. Okay. Well, so, and we were outside all day. So it was like, you didn't need to really get a spray tan if you, need, if you wanted one. Can somebody come and give them a pedicure or a manicure or you left your own devices? Like you got to flat iron your own hair. Yeah, you got to you gotta do all that stuff by yourself. Can you call your parents? Uh, no, you have no uh, access to the outside world while you're in there. Oh God. Um, when you get off the show and you open up your phone for the first time, because I know someone took care of your phone for you when you were filming. When you finally get your phone, how many notifications did you have? I still haven't gotten through all the notifications. Like, I turned my phone on and I think it was at like 90%. And oh my God. Like 10 minutes, it went to like 5% and was about to explode, like overheating and everything. I was like, oh my Oh my gosh. God. Well, like, let's say there's a girl and she's in Ohio and she loves a guy with thick flowing hair. And she thinks to herself, I could see myself as a rat. I could see it. How is she going to send you a DM that you're actually going to see? 
it's definitely a little bit difficult if like I'm looking for something or um yeah you know just trying to like search through the DMs to see what's popping up um like I said like since I've been home I still haven't been able to go through all of them and you know every day since I've been home too I'm trying to go through all the requests to DM me and just like say thank you or like the message or everything because yeah it is just so nice like all the positivity and love i've gotten from it like i'm so appreciative so i'm I'm trying to just like let them know that i've seen it and like posting stuff on my stories like i'm trying to go through the dms but there's a lot but like i'm I'm trying to see them all and i appreciate it and i love you guys um but yeah there's a lot of notifications so it might be a little bit difficult right now so my advice to her is to wait three months and then circle back to headquarters and see if you're still available here's my Worry for you, concern for you, your sister with thick hair from afar, my worry. This has been such a great experience for you. It's been nothing but positive. Are you going to still pursue the PhD or do you want to give it up all, all of it and pursue a career in the entertainment industry? That's what I'm going to have to sit on a lot and think about this week, I think, because it's going to be like my full, first full week home. Um you know, but it's a great like spot to be in is because I have those two different options. And the luxury of it is, is I can always go back to school. I couldn't necessarily always go back to, you know, the entertainment industry or anything mm. like that. So it's definitely going to be some decisions I got to make and just weigh out all the pros, cons, opportunities and stuff like that. So six months from now, let's say you're going back to school and you get a DM from Deb Chubb or Val Bragg. And they're like, listen, I've been thinking about our time in the villa and let's make out. Let's go meet up. Do you do it? Or are we putting this behind? Um, no, I mean, like they're they're great girls and everything. And I can't wait to see everybody once once the show's over. So, you know, maybe I'll talk to them at the reunion or something like that. There we go. But yeah, who knows? Well, I'm excited to see what happens. Thank you for entertaining us. It's been great. Well done to the casting team for finding you. Uh, I don't know how they did, but we're grateful for it. Tell everybody where they can find you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, and Instagram is trads47. And uh, that's it, I think. Because I don't I have a Twitter or anything like that. It's just Instagram. Amazing. Amazing. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you again. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I want to thank my great guests, Simon and Tyler, and remind you, click subscribe, leave a five-star review, join that Facebook group to talk about this and others by going to Reality Life with Kate Casey and putting that in the search button. Follow me on Twitter at at Kate Casey, a tweet about shows and during shows all week long. On Instagram, don't miss out, go to my Instagram at Kate Casey CA, my TikTok, which you've got to start following me. You can find me at It's Kate Casey. I am posting all week long clips of what I'm watching, what you need to watch. My must-watch list is available at katecasey.substack.com. I'm on Cameo at Kate Casey. And finally, you can get bonus episodes on my Patreon, which includes an episode most recently about my real thoughts about bringing Taylor back to Real Housewives and on Real Housewives of Orange County. You can find that by going to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash 
Kate Casey, hoping that you have a fantastic rest of the week. Circle back with me on Wednesday and Friday for great episodes. Listen to the 48 Hours podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts.